The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm so excited to have you here for this episode today because it's going to be more of a mental health episode, and we're just going to kind of have a mental health check-in and talk about the topic of slowing down. So sit back, relax, and we will just jump right into the episode. All right, so welcome to another episode. I have started to kind of kick off some of these episodes with a quick life update slash check-in of my own, and I've also started to record these episodes on the Saturday before I upload them on Sunday, and so on the day that I'm recording this, I just finished a 14-mile run earlier, and meaning that I've completed week eight of training for the London Marathon. And the training plan that I'm on is an 18-week training plan from my coaches at Boston Children's. And so next week, I'll officially be on week nine, which will, you know, kind of mark the halfway point. But I think I wanted to save an episode around like, you know, being halfway into marathon training. And I want to talk about, you know, what's gone well, what's not gone so well, and just be super real about it. Because I think This is definitely a very different experience marathon training compared to last year. And if you don't know about how I trained last year, I do have an episode about how I trained for my first marathon and tips and tricks, what went well, what didn't. And it's actually one of my most listened to episodes, which is pretty cool. Um, But I will have that linked in the show notes. Another unrelated note, but in two weeks, I will hit a year of podcasting, which I didn't really realize, but then I started to realize that we're nearing the end of July, and I started podcasting three days before my first marathon last year, and I just really wanted to document my experiences and talk about them and talk about like other things that I've gone through and mental health sort of things, and yeah, it's just kind of crazy to think about, and I think it's so cool to like talk about now, and whenever people meet me, they're kind of like, oh, you have a podcast. And like, it was just kind of like this quarantine thing that I did. And I think especially now here in England that we're coming out of lockdown, it's really interesting to kind of think about like the past year, even though I haven't been here for the past year, just like thinking about, you know, all this time that we've spent in lockdown has just like obviously brought out, you know, so many different sides of people. And I can totally speak to like, you know, people that I know that I've gotten creative that I didn't know were as creative. And I think I really got to tap into different parts of myself that I didn't even know existed. And so I think it was just quite cool. And so now to the topic of the episode, but the prior discussion was actually kind of a nice lead up because it has a lot to do with what I want to talk about. So it's not so much a training episode and it's not really about running, though running does kind of feed into it and is a part of it. But I want to talk about slowing down and how 
I don't know if you're like me, but I'm someone who really likes and thrives off of structure in like my everyday life. In my room, I have a whiteboard of my week to week and just to see everything visually for my week. And obviously, when I go to work each day, I like to write out a list of tasks that I need to get done. And just, you know, when I when we first went into lockdown last year, just to not have that was quite hard for me to wrap my mind around. And this was also a time when I wasn't in a job. And so I was job hunting and quite literally the worst time to be job hunting. I think I had just come out of a job. I moved home to live with my parents and it was, and you know, the world was going into lockdown and, you know, a global pandemic. And it was just a really crazy time. And I think that I really struggled and I didn't really talk about it because I didn't really know how to talk about it because I didn't know if people really related to me, but I was like having breakdowns, like at least once a week about how I was really struggling to cope with the idea that like I didn't, I wasn't busy and I was like craving the busyness. And like prior to that, when I was in my job, just before I moved home, I was just so like, go, go, go. Like I'd go for a run in the morning, then I'd go to work. And then after work, I'd go probably meet people for drinks or something. But I was like, I thrived off of like being busy and I loved having like a social life and I used to drink and be such a much heavier weight than I am now and if you know from prior episodes I'm not drinking for like marathon training but when I am drinking it's like very like you know minimal and it's like one or two drinks here and there and it's like nothing compared to what I was like during college and my master's program which I think is really healthy and I think it's good and I think that you know different sort of lifestyles work for different people and it's just very like weird to think about and I remember like when I was going through this in lockdown at my parents house and I think especially like living at home with your parents when you're 24 is a whole nother story that I don't think that we mentally well I don't think anyone really mentally prepares you for that and I think no one mentally prepares you for a global lockdown and global pandemic and I think that there was just a lot that I wasn't really prepared for and to have all my siblings at home like I think that there were a lot of elements that were nice about it because I think had there not been a global pandemic we would have never all come home to live at home again because I think for the most part like most of my siblings and I had moved out of our parents house and I love my parents so much and they're like my best friends and I FaceTime them like every other day and like they're just the best for advice but I think that there's also something to be said about like loving from a distance and um, I think that I my relationship with my parents and like family members work a lot better sometimes when I'm further away not so much that it it doesn't have to be like you know a world's away like I am but I think it's just I just don't think I was really prepared to go and spend so much time at home. And I remember trying to job hunt and getting interviews, trying to kind of look for jobs in the US and in the UK, because if you've listened to prior episodes, you know how much I love the UK and how much I loved like going to school here and working here. So it was like such a dream to come back. But a year ago, I was like really, really struggling. And especially in like that March, April time period in 2020, I was really struggling to slow down. And I think it was just yesterday that a photo popped up where I was looking at like my photos from a year ago. And literally a year ago yesterday, I was sitting in my backyard putting together little lavender bouquets with my mom. We had like a couple or my parents have like a couple of lavender bushes out in the front of our house and she'll just go and kind of pluck some of them and 
we I was just sitting with her and we were quite literally like putting together lavender bouquets and it was like such a nice and like quiet afternoon in the backyard and I feel like there's such a like I think it gets frowned upon to slow down and I think that so much of like what's in the media is like this hustle culture and I read this book recently called Working Hard Hardly Working by Grace Beverly and she's so great and there was so much good stuff in the book and I think that there's a lot to be said about slowing down and sometimes like having to force yourself to slow down because and I always have to catch myself because I find that sometimes I'm being like too overly productive or I'm trying way too hard at work or I'm just like pushing myself to the brink of exhaustion and that can be really harmful in a lot of different ways but like I think primarily your mental health no matter what the situation whether it's workouts work or relationships I think that it really can like start to play on like your character and like how you view yourself and I guess like your worth and like how you think others view you and especially if you're someone like me who really is such a people pleaser and like relies sometimes a little bit too much on you know what others think of you it can be really really detrimental and so I think that one of the beauties of lockdown if you will last year was going and living at home and I think that I had the best case scenario because as much as I was trying to come back to London and trying to like like I was just like so depressed when I first moved back home and for those that haven't heard previous episodes I had to move back home because my student visa expired and couldn't find a job to sponsor me further and it was so hard and so depressing and I was just in such a rut for so long and I couldn't see in that in that time period last year how lucky I was because I was basically doing quarantine and doing lockdown in Washington state and a really really little town super north and it was just like best case scenario for lockdown because there were so many hikes you, you could go kayaking that's like the time the prime time where I got into running and like distance running because you can just run for miles and miles and I think while I love running in London it's like you know running in a city is so different to running on trails and like completing that first marathon and I think like especially having it be a trail marathon just was like so symbolic of like that year and just like how you know I really did try and like I had to force myself to really take the time to slow down and sometimes slowing down looks like you know going for long runs on weekends and like taking the time to you know recover after and rejuvenate and you know it's different for everyone slowing down looks different for everyone and like at the moment I think one of my like things that I'm really trying to work on right now is not becoming like overly obsessed with my work or like only putting my worth and my value in my work and so I'm trying to find other things to fill my life because I think it, it can be hard when you stop drinking and so much of like social activity in London is centered around drinking and I'm not saying that you can't go out drinking or like you can't go out and be social if you are choosing not not to drink or if you don't drink alcohol period there are plenty of places in London that do like mocktails and non-alcoholic drinks and it's lovely but I think that you know when you like factor in stress from work as well as like marathon training it can be quite a lot and I've found myself more than 
not just like coming home after work and, you know, wanting to just like have a quiet night in more often than not. And I'm trying to get into reading and I'm really like trying to force myself to do it. And like the book that I'm reading right now is a book that my therapist is having me read and we're kind of doing it together, which is great. But I am just like trying to take up other hobbies because another thing that I've kind of it's like new, I guess, in my life is that my flatmate, she basically encouraged, not encouraged, but I basically was inspired by her to delete the dating apps and delete my accounts for my dating apps. And like, that was a whole thing. And I think that like, I really would like to do a podcast episode with her because she is like my best friend and we just get on so well. But I think that like, it was a really big growth moment for both of us. And especially me, being someone who was always on dating apps since like my freshman year of college. And I think that that was always something that I used as well to keep myself busy so that I knew that I had like, you know, plans for Friday night or Saturday night. And just like, even if it was just like meeting strangers online. And I feel like when you like take a step back and think about it, it's like, wow, would I really rather go and spend time with this stranger that I've spoken like five or six sentences to or five or six messages and go meet them for a meal or drinks rather than having a night to myself and just like, you know, reading a book, watching a movie. And I found that like, you know, in deleting and getting rid of all the dating apps, it is a lot of like loneliness and well, not loneliness. I feel like that has like such a negative connotation, but just like spending time on your own. And I think that I had a hard time with it at first, but after a while, you really start to appreciate it. And especially when I talk to other couples and like my brother specifically told me this which is great because he is younger than me and in a very happy relationship which I kind of sometimes get insecure about because I think you always think that like you know if you're if you're the older sibling like I am I always thought that I would get married first for you know example and he's in this long-term relationship now and I sometimes like would compare myself to him and be like why am I not where he is and I think that so much of like you know slowing down is you know, telling yourself that you don't need to be at the same place as other people. And his advice essentially was, you know, while I love, you know, my girlfriend, now with my life, I have to kind of consider her in every element of my life. And his his advice was basically, you know, take the time now to really, you know, learn more about yourself, learn about your hobbies, learn about things that you never thought that you'd want to do. Like, for example, never thought I'd be podcasting as I'm sitting here speaking into a microphone with my headphones. Because, you know, when you meet that person, it's just going to be, you know, everything is you and that person. You have to take that other person into consideration. And this is just like one of many, many examples of like, you know, the beauty and slowing down and just realizing that you don't have to be at the same place as other people in life. And I think that that can be really hard, especially coming out of like college. And I know that I have some younger aged audience (laughs) that listen to my podcast. And I think that that was something that I really struggled with when I came out of college. And I was having a really hard time because I graduated and all of my friends were getting jobs in Seattle. And I just didn't want to have to get a job in Seattle and it just didn't feel right and so I essentially ran away back to London because I had studied abroad during my undergrad and then went back for a master's but I think that it was kind of like this buffer period that I was really wanting to kind of like find myself more I guess that sounds really cheesy but you know just like almost give myself more time to figure out what I really want and I think that like it's led you know to much 
better situation, I guess, if you would. Because when I came out of my undergrad, that would have led me into a very different job field than I'm in now, I think. And I think that it's okay to take time. And I think that, you know, there are people that may be the same age as you and they may have more job experience, but maybe you went to school, you know, for longer or you put yourself through a master's or a PhD and people just have different life paths. And I think it's okay to have really low days and really down days. And like I was saying in the beginning, I had some really low days and it was just so frustrating because I, re- I remember so specifically, like I would go, you know, I'd wake up and I'd go for a run or I'd go work out and then I would come back and shower, have breakfast, get ready for the day just to sit at my computer and apply for jobs. And I I just remember having this thought of just like, is this really it? And I think that it's so important to remember that like where you are now, no matter if like you're really happy with where you are or you're really like depressed and upset, like knowing that that's not like, you know, the long-term situation that like there's so much more to come and there's so much more that you don't even know is like probably right around the corner is so important to remind yourself about. And I think it's like really cheesy, but like I had a gratitude journal that I wrote in and I think I've spoken about this before on the podcast, but um, it was like this thing, I forget what it's called, but I'm pretty sure you can buy it somewhere online, but it has you like put the date each day and then it has like a morning portion and then an afternoon or not afternoon, an evening portion. And in the morning portion, you write three things that you're grateful for and a reason or a how you'll make today great sort of a thing. And then in the evening, it'll ask you to say basically three things that you think went well that day and how you'll improve tomorrow. And I think just like putting yourself in that mindset is so crucial and so critical to your growth as a human being, no matter where you are in life. And this doesn't need to be like early 20s and that you need to start developing this now. You can develop this whenever you're in your 30s, you're in your 40s. And I think that you can always like reinvent yourself and you can always, you know, open a new chapter and I think it's just important to know that like you don't need to be on the same life path as everyone and it's okay to slow down and it's okay to have days where you do one thing and that thing may be that you got out of bed because I know what that feels like and I've been there and I think that it's just important to know that it is probably going to do you really really good just mentally, physically to slow down. And I've done episodes around my eating disorder and, you know, I was, I used to overexercise and I pushed myself to the limits and I saw what it did to my body and my health. And so I think it's really, really good to slow down no matter, you know, in what aspect of life and what area you are in life, um, what age, I think it's always a good idea to slow down. And I think sometimes it can be hard to accept that and come to terms with that. But I think in the longer term, you will definitely thank yourself for it. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoy it. As always, I have a donation link as the first link in the show notes for Boston Children's Hospital, which is the charity team that I'm running with this year in the London Marathon. Would totally appreciate it if you would check it out, donate, share it. The podcast also has an Instagram. It's just at Resiliency and Running, and I've been sharing a lot of my little daily running vlogs on there. And so if you want to check that out, please do. Otherwise, I will see you in the next episode. Bye.